Welcome to Beltalota, the officially unofficial podcast for the Expanse on Sci-Fi. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. Uh, we just watched season three, episode eleven, titled "Fallen World." What do you think of this one? Uh, I, I I thought this was another really stupendous episode. Uh, it, it's great. It's great. Okay. Uh, there was a couple. There's. I mean, there's like, a, I thought the zero G work was awesome. <laughs> Maybe some, there's so much of it that the director's like, God damn it, if we're going to 3D animate dro- blood droplets, so your dumbasses' yeah. hands are going to be floating in the air. Uh, Give me some jazz hands. Slow motion jazz hands, everybody. Everybody lying down in sick ward, slow motion jazz hands. <laughs> uh, but, like, it was great. Um, minor quibble about, like, the whole setup of the drummer ashford sequence Mm -hmm. but it's so good i don't care yeah and then spin the fucking drum that was a moment Spin the drum was awesome i got choked up when he was addressing the fleet and i'm like what the hell's wrong with me i don't like it's so weird (laughs) because like i don't feel like this is a very emotionally engaging show it's it's but i guess it is at times yeah because i I really i really care about the characters and the situation their plight Mm-hmm. And plus, I'm just a, like to me. That's what gets me going. Like humanity, uh, when the chips are down, it's very hard yeah. to just be a dick. Like someone's crawling up a ditch, wanting water, and you've got a canteen, and you just shoot him in the face. Uh-huh. Like I, I like it when the guy gives you the other guy a hand, and you know. Yeah, and they needed you know that that scenario like you were talking about with Drummer and Ashford stuck in yeah. between the farming drone and all kinds of crane right. crane arms. Right. Uh, they needed that in order to get Ashford to a place where he wouldn't just immediately take over the ship, right? Right. Like, if it's, Af- uh, if it's Ashford left on the bridge, mm-hmm. walking around, and drummer's pinned, right? he's not giving the speech about, you know, we got to spin the drum to save everybody. Well, he, he's gonna. I might debate you on that. Well, maybe if it's a political move, but here it doesn't really feel like a political move. It feels more like, I need to save a lot of people, and most importantly, drummer. Hmm. It's interesting because I feel like my perspective on him. I I feel like and his perspective on drummer and drummer's perspective on him has uh-huh. all changed in this in the span of one episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it it was it was real good, yeah. really good. Um, uh, and like I think it's kind of cool that they put the whole Holden vision in the refrigerator mm-hmm. for the whole season for the whole uh, episode. Like we didn't even address it. Yeah. And the other thing is like you know when I'm like. Last week, uh, this ship slamming to a halt should be carnage. Yeah. And I was like, it was. It was total carnage. Mm-hmm. Um, and like around what the kind of t- carnage I was expecting from the numbers I was crunching. So I thought, you know, the show every once in a while, I'm like, I, I'll be like, you know what? If the show does this, it'll kind of disappoint me, but I'll understand. But they almost never do. Yeah. They just, uh, it's a great show. It's a great you know show. How, you know how the show is disappointing me, but how? not really? How? It's very different from the book. Very oh. different. I don't think in two episodes that they can do the shit they were going to do, or they do in the books. Do you uh, think they're just not going to do it? Or I do you think they're think... not going to do it because I think they've already done hmm. a portion of it well, one in, thing's, in a different scenario. One of the things we used to do that was fun on the Game of Thrones podcast, at least I thought it was fun, is after a season would air, because you know, the seasons are roughly in, in lockstep with the books, mm-hmm. um, we could discuss like variations, like how it went down in books versus how, and like you know, kind of debate the merits of that. And mm-hmm. That might be a fun like wrap-up podcast thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, because at that point we will be. It's a lot of work for basically you. Basically caught up, I think, because <laughs> I know how much work it was for me to do to do, do all that stuff. But yeah, um, it uh, yeah, I 
Do you, do we want to do any more pre pre discussion? Get right to the thing. I'm ready right for to the, the episode. episode. Let's fall. Let's have these worlds fall. If they fall and will they get back up? Do they need life alert? Uh, Bobby evacuates Holden from the alien station or the protomolecule station, but the rest of the Marines are over Holden's perceived bullshit. Uh, I think the most important thing, I think it's this scene, mm-hmm. is when Bobby tests the speed limit. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, finds out that the new speed limit is 28 meters per second, which is frighteningly slow. It's very slow. And I, I love... did the math on it. It's 62 miles per hour yeah. for you Imperials out there. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, That is, like, slower than a, a fastball pitch from a, from a major league pitcher. Sure. Or even maybe a, sure. a competent high school pitcher. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, did it... I, I When I, that was happening, I asked, I'm like, does it bother me that Bobby figured this out? But, like, I feel like they've... They have portrayed her as a uh, sharp cookie, uh, mm-hmm. a cut above to that can think on her feet and like put like really you know uh, do some high high IQ plays. So I didn't have a problem with it because they show her glance at the bullets and be like, and she had a she had a way to test it, like non lethally test it, which was cool. Shoot, shoot an RPG up there, yeah. Um, and they were about to all blast off with their boosters. Oh yeah, and they'd be stuck. Yeah, <laughs> they'd be stuck. And then. I, you can't get out of that armor, can no, you? No, I don't think so. I think they'd just be yeah. fucked. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe, and that, no, because like all the ships are gripped. Because like, one of the ships is free, you could probably drive over there with an open airlock and encapsulate them and then pull them out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe you could send someone out there with like one of those weird emergency airlock bubble things and try to get them out and then get back into ship. But <laughs> it would be it would be a fucking ordeal for yeah. sure. Um. But anyway. Uh, Naomi's on her skiff, uh, finds out her spot is literally being blown up, mm-hmm. uh, jumps out, spacewalks towards the Rocinante. Now, the fire visualization, and this is awesome. Zero, yeah. And that's the thing a lot of people don't think about, that in absence of gravity, uh, fire, which is like a plasma, attains this like sphere, and it looked like this fucking yeah. solar grenade out of de- like the one the warlocks <laughs> throw in Destiny. It's like terrifying. Yeah, when, when it first like started coming out of the dash i'm like what is what is this like mm-hmm. weird glowy stuff that's coming out of right. the dash when it was just like little blobs yeah, of yeah, it, yeah, you yeah, know yeah like little sparks and then you know by the time it goes into full-fledged fire i'm like oh yeah that's fire right did you see that uh does that space disaster movie with uh, sandra bullock in it i forget what the gravity gravity did you see that I saw it, yeah. Because they had zero-gravity fire in there, too, and it was... It was, it was huh. I think that's the first time I saw it, and the first time I realized, oh, shit, fire is different in space. Everything's different in space. Everything's different in space. And injuries are different in space. Man, it's so fucking cool. Like, yeah. God damn. Uh, well, I, I just want to gush about this episode. I can't... I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't be a partial... Because, again, great zero-G acting, I thought... Yeah. Um, the zero G fire was awesome. The fact that she pulled the FTL move, invented the ship to space mm-hmm. to instantly snuff it out. Yep. Like smart, smart, smart. Um, I, I'm a little confused at how she divined the 28 meters per second thing. Like, I is that because I don't it, think she has? Which no, is... it, it, it showed her console saying like current speed 28 MPS. Oh, and hmm. then she then she set on her wrist console 28 MP, MPS like speed limiter. And I'm like, is it because hmm. that's the current speed the skiff was being pulled into the station, and so she assumed it was safe? I don't think so. Yeah, there was a little a little disconnect between how Bobby, or, you know, Bobby figured it out because, you know, she had the empirical test. Uh, yeah. 
I thought what they were where she was going was she threw that wrench out the door and she's like, well, I can go that fast and I'll just like float <laughs> over to the Rasanati. But then she punched in twenty eight MPS into her wrist calculator and off she went. So huh. I'm a little. I'm sure there's a valid reason or maybe it's a bad edit. Uh, yeah, but. That's that's a minor flaw. Was there anything else moving at that time? I don't think there would have been. I don't know. Like I said, maybe it's like that's how fast her ship was going under full thrust. Um, but yeah, yeah. But know. if that was the case, then all the ships before the new speed limit would have been going eighteen thousand meters per second. Mm-hmm. I think that's accurate, though. Or meters per hour. It was meters per yeah. hour, wasn't it? Or kilometers per hour. Kilometers TPH. per hour. But I don't think that is accurate. I think once you get into the field, yeah. Once you get into this stasis field or whatever the hell it is, mm-hmm. the the pull of the the protomolecule, I don't think you travel at those speed limits. I think you travel much slower. Hmm. Seems like it to me. Anyway. Yeah, I, like I said, that's that's a big question mark I have, but it's sure. not. I don't think it's a fatal problem. Uh-huh. Uh, and even if it is, I'm ready to forgive it because this episode was <laughs> was was spherical fire. Well, the the scene here where she jumps out of the spaceship is something I don't think I could ever do. Mm. Like just jumping into a void of nothing. Not only that, but jumping through an alien field. To that get to too, that yeah. Void. Even if the wrench goes through, it's. I mean, what's it going to do? Yeah, your, like what if it just ceases all electrical and, activity yeah. in your body? <laughs> you yeah, come out the other side and you're just a meat popsicle. But then, it, let's say you get through that, the the danger of being yeah. on your own yes. with limited thrust mm-hmm. in the void mm-hmm. is just. I mean. You look at what Diogo had to live through when right. his uncle ejected him, right? right like, that's right. fucked. Right. I don't want anything to do with that. That's jumping out of a plane times a million. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I will say that I think I'd be more afraid of the, 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 the Diego, where you're spinning out of control in literally yeah. the blackness of space. I, I think somehow the bubble and the proximity of the ships would be comforting. Like, it's probably uh-huh. the difference between sailing so. out yeah. a distance of land and sailing between islands where you can kind of, like, visually, yep, uh, there's still land there. I can yeah. see it. I could probably swim there. Like, I, I think <laughs> that I would be less afraid, but it's still terrifying. It is. It's a, it's a leap of faith. Uh, back on board the dropship, Holden is touch and go, uh, while Bobby finds out the fleet inside the ring bubble is in bad shape. Uh the slowest motion evacuation in marine history. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Is this where Bobby sees, kind of sees the slowdown as a defensive measure and the, yeah. the other marine sees it as a massacre? Yeah. that That's an interesting, I guess those are two interesting points of view. I think, I'm not very sympathetic to the marines in this episode. Uh, no? I, f- I felt like the Mar- all the Martian marines were kind of like dipshits. They are, yeah. And it's lucky that the Bobby, the command fell to Bobby here, right? Because if it didn't, dipshit number one, right, would have killed, Holden. splattered Holden's yeah. brains, and God knows what vital information we'd have lost, or right? If Miller would have ever been able to reach out again, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's they're just. I mean, Bobby's trying to think of this thing through from an alien perspective, and they're not even they're not even trying, yeah. not even trying. Uh, and I get it that she's got like this black sheep stink on her and all this, but she's also a gunnery sergeant, goddammit. And like, you know. <laughs> they did just see their friend ripped to pieces and integrated into sure, the thing. Sure. So, and also, she, her point of like, I feel him, that but... she makes later on, like, I fired first, which is still yeah. shocking to me. Uh-huh. And I hope they deal. Well, Holden probably will remember that. <laughs> telltale style yeah because uh, i feel like that's something that like it doesn't have to be belabored but like maybe a wry conversation about you were going to shoot me with a fucking gatling gun mm-hmm. like yeah, that's that's the six millimeter bolts would have ripped me in half man <laughs> uh, um 
So we found out uh, the, the, just specifically, uh, does the Holden is apparently in some kind of coma. He suffers cardiac arrest at least once, maybe twice this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Bobby's able to bring him back. Uh, the Zeus and their parent ship is in pretty bad shape. A third of its crew dead, another third injured. Hmm. That's bad. That's bad. That's yeah. bad. Uh, th- that's that's going to be a, a that that's that's just a bad scene all throughout the fleet. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Or should we should move on. No, let's move on. Drummer and Ashford find themselves trapped between Mormon heavy farming machines with no rescue in sight. It does seem like Drummer is hurt pretty bad. I would like to know how they got pinned between this heavy equipment in a something like 150 g collision uh-huh. and not just pasted yeah like this is the most precise and I, like it's just on the verge of believability because it's an infinite universe and crazy shit happens all the time <laughs> but it happened to very important characters and right. both of them and right yeah i'm with you but and, and the other thing is like this is like like a classic star trek scene too this is like you know, uh, Picard and Crusher falling down that cave, and yeah. and he's trying to keep her awake and out of shock and all that stuff. Like this is a time tested science fiction plot, and it really works because these characters, it, it works on so many levels. Like like as Drummer says, like you were right, we are in a we have a problem and we do have to solve it, or right, we're going to like die. I, I thought there was a little bit. You know, at the end, where where drummer like finally realizes that whatever we're going through is times a hundred on the ship, and neither of the leaders are available. Like, I felt like there needed to be a little bit more sense of urgency mm-hmm. um, from that standpoint, other than just like kind of save their lives. But uh, now that we've discussed the problems of the scene, uh, let's talk about the charms. I mean, I still have I still have a little bit of a problem with it because it does feel very artificial. It feels like this oh, yeah. this is constructed simply to put them in a room together and force them to talk. The other thing is, I, oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's one of the very few things in this show that feels artificially constructed. Yeah. And so it stands out to me, especially when I'm looking for the show to do the interesting things that it does in book three, yeah. and it's not doing those. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it stood out to me as maybe... The, I don't want to oh, say so, the worst scene so, of the episode because so, there are a lot of good things about it, but just... It's, it was hard for me to get over that initial. So this scene feeling. is not in the book, you're saying? No. Oh, that's the no, that, no, no. that's always the worst when you've got like something that didn't happen that you like better in the book, and then they serve you up this. Exactly. Yeah. I will say the thing I was going to interrupt to say was that um, I felt like they could have helped it a bit with the set dressing. Like maybe mm-hmm. that farm thing could have been yeah. at a 45 degree angle and pinned them up against a corner or something mm-hmm. because it really just looked like they got in a fender bender in Walmart yeah. parking lot. <laughs> and, you know, we can just get this damn maglock so we can float it up. I, I, yeah. But having said that, uh, staging aside, I thought I thought the scene was great and did a lot for their characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we, we kind of discussed it uh I don't think we need to talk about uh, anything anything else on the scene. Um, the only thing I guess we should point out is that Drummer uh, reveals that no one she told no one where she was at, so rescue yeah. is unlikely. Uh, although I do question why. At, I guess Ashford heard her say, "I'm going to reprogram the pro, the farm droids," and he mm-hmm. knew where they were at at least. Um, but yeah, uh, Anne and Claire both come to simultaneously on the UNN Thomas Price uh, Prince. Rather, it's in total chaos. Uh, Anna finds the the prince in total chaos, and Claire finds Fagin impaled and dying. <laughs> uh, this is very reminiscent of 
the very first scene of this entire series, right, where Julie is floating in that cargo container, yes, or or in the cargo hold, right. It's one of the early jaw droppers where she goes out and like her hair just kind of like yeah, you know, they go they went all out doing the, the zero G there, very reminiscent of that. Um, and I thought again, I want to you know because I give him a lot of shit for when it doesn't work. The zero G acting was great. I, I don't yeah. know who this uh, plays Claire Mao, but like. I wonder if she's got a dance background because that like one leg, two leg kind of like pirouette, like she's mm-hmm. she's really trying to like. Uh, it felt like how someone would try to move in zero g, the blood droplets. You know, yep. I, I I got my fucking Star Trek six blood droplets finally. <laughs> uh, and then Fagin, man, like she's she's pinned by these wires and conduit, like some kind of mounted insect specimen. You know, mm. like there should be a card underneath her that says, you know. Detilius uh, Fagus or something, you know. That's, that's from, from that that species. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the other on on the Anna side, like I, I I always love it when they use the upside down camera effect to fully sell the zero G. Yeah, Anna stomping out and uh, you know, and, and and her running into a blood droplet that then smeared on her face, I thought was pretty pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the idea of there's a guy in the med bay just with a little handheld vac vacuuming all the yeah, blood out of the cool. out of the out of the air uh-huh. uh, and they had a good explanation for why she is not hurt that she would decide to take a nap and was strapped into her bed so that's probably yeah. the most survivable position to take 150 g deceleration yeah uh the other thing that i i knew about but i'd forgotten and as this doctor was like informing anna of like you understand anyone with like internal bleeding is going to die mm-hmm. uh, because we have it, like blood clotting doesn't work in space. The blood just pools and it's got nowhere to go. And without some sort of gravity, the body's natural healing mechanisms that evolved in gravity don't work. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I and, and I didn't know that there was a a, a solution Ah, so okay. I was just thinking like, oh God, this yeah. is like I, I'm thinking this is this they're going to have to figure out how to shut this field off so they can or all these people going to die. Yeah. Um. So the I will say that I thought the zero G stuff was really good in the scene, but I also saw somebody being helped between two other dudes mm-hmm. stomp around in mag boots like. Turn off his fucking mag boots and float him in there, man. He doesn't have yeah. to hobble. It's zero G. For sure. Like, what? How How? How did you guys do all this other stuff right? And I got someone hobbling between yeah. two guys like they're supporting him under gravity. Like, come on, man. No, that's weird. Unforced error. Unforced error. And you're so good. So good. Um, uh, next scene, Ashford and Drummer play a desperate game of catch. Oh, yeah. With this, this arm. Yeah. I thought this was a pretty good pretty good scene and it felt like appropriately like no 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 yes no when <laughs> they finally caught the I'm, I'm glad it didn't happen on the first try yeah yeah um and then when they got it and it like instantly s- s- glitched out and snapped uh, we don't think ashford did that on purpose right oh uh, no i don't think so like when it first oh, happened, saw the sparks i don't i don't think he did that when it first happened i'm like is he gonna try to kill her to like make the transition super easy like i kept on waiting for him until like the last act of the episode to like reveal himself to be a just total asshole yeah uh and i would have bought it but i really liked the direction they took it in and i was looking for all sorts of way that this ways that this plan could fail the mm. one that they did was not one that i thought of but i was like as this arm with the the terminal in it is coming closer and closer to drummer i'm like well it's gonna stop 
Right. It's going to stop just out of her reach, you know, right. and then she's they're no better off. Uh, that didn't happen. I I this is about the time where I thought also like okay maybe they're going to get them out of here you know like maybe they're actually going to get them out of here and on the road to what I think should be happening as yeah. a book reader yeah uh, and after that thing shattered I'm like no they're just going another direction which. Yeah. At this point, I started to settle into that idea. Yeah, I, I know what you mean because I, I, that's happened to me. Like a Game of Thrones, it's like you keep waiting for the zig, you keep waiting for the yeah. zig. Like, oh, they're just never like that. Like, and that's fine. I just needed to get yeah. over that in my own head. Yeah. You know. Well, I hope if if this is like, I hope this, <laughs> I hope this is the Dorn diversion, like essentially uh-huh. of, of like uh, the, uh, the analogy to Game of Thrones. Because if this is as bad as a diversion gets, not terrible. No, this is a really. Good series of scenes. No bad pousse no. in sight. Um, so Anna searches the ship for survivors, uh, finds Claire meow before taking a call from Tilly Fagan, mm-hmm. which, like, uh-oh. <laughs> Jigs up. Right in front of her. Yeah. I thought I thought this was going to be a chase to, uh, like, like, I thought Anna was going to get plastered. Yeah. Um, do we think that uh, Claire killed Tilly? Or did Claire intend it to kill Tilly, and then the deceleration happened? I think the latter. Okay. Okay. That, that's my guess. I don't know why but, she would like, yeah, or how she would. Because really... I'm not. I'm not sure how much more fucked up she'd be than taking 150 G's, right? Uh, to the 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 old bodily superstructure, but uh, yeah. Claire gets a cool space cast put on. I thought that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Like some kind of carbon fiber thing that simultaneously squeezes the bones in place and then holds them there. Yep. Uh, that's kind of cool. Uh, we also find out in this scene that uh, the ships are being pulled slowly to the center of the station, mm-hmm. uh, which I think gives Claire an idea. Uh, next scene on the, the dropship, we discover that apparently every Martian Marine except for Bobby is a total shithead, mm-hmm. and also that at present speed it would take eight, m- seven, sorry, seven months to leave the ring. Is this the scene where we discovered that? Well... <laughs> I'm, I'm starting. We rediscover to. it. We re-understand it. I, I, I guess, yeah. like, I they, don't know. I never got the impression that any of the Marines were like total assholes. Like, they even made it a point like there was an Earther mm-hmm. in the Marine Corps, and they kind of blew him shit. But like, you know, he was like, it was like, you know, like a chat. But these guys just like they seemed. I don't know whether the the recent war, uh, shooting war, and how much losses they sustained have just radicalized them, but. I mean, Holden fucking saved Mars. Yeah. And I just find it very hard to believe that everyone except for Bobby has turned against them. Maybe it's just maybe it's just this detachment. Everybody all the other Martian Marines are super cool. Uh and I but, but like also and I guess it's a, it's also it's a bad look that Holden is in there doing a whole bunch of mumbo jumbo when the LT gets peeled like a banana. Yeah. And and, and they- they, yeah, they lost a friend. They think Holden might be responsible for that. Right. They think he's responsible. There's synchronicity uh, for between... this message and the blowing up, the the destroying of yeah. What I don't remember the name of the ship. Yeah, but Me the either. one that Melba destroyed, the, sun, the sun. Claire destroyed. Yes, uh, and and then like he waved his hand in that gap and then passed out right when the speed limit hit, which is the fucking what did she call it? Atrocity massacre. Massacre. Yeah. Um. So I I kind of get it. I just felt like I don't know these. Maybe the Marines just had punchable faces. That was the other. <laughs> they were they have resting Martian Marine stink face. Uh huh. Um. But I don't. And here's where you know uh he wants like that's the other thing is like I don't know like. Maybe I have too much respect for 
service members, but I find it very hard to believe that your average rank and file grunt is ever going to like take a service pistol and shoot someone in the head when they're not threatened. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, and they're under orders to bring this guy back alive. Maybe yeah. maybe I, I'm I being know. naive. I don't know. I thought that was pretty, Frank Castle might pretty extreme. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh but I mean, he—that's like you know, like are these like are these like black ops body bag kind of Marines, yeah. or are they just run of the mill Urah Martian Marine? I don't know. Seems like they're just run of the mill Marines. Yeah, uh, it's going to take seven months to evacuate the ring at present speed. I, here's where I'm like, well, everyone, like all these wounded are just dead. Yeah, um, unless Holden wakes up and somehow has Neo powers and can make all this go away. Yeah, I really love the. The sheer, it, you know, it's it's not a huge space that they're operating in at their normal speeds, but when yeah. you slow everything down yeah. and put a speed limit on it, the mm. distance has become insurmountable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, seven months without your biggest warship is going to do a lot to the belt, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, There's a lot of problems caused by that speed limit beyond just... A lot of people got hurt when it right. when it was instituted. Plus, it seems like like they might run out of food. They might uh-huh. run out of like I don't I I think I, I don't know what their technology is. Air is the, is a big one too. But the, you, I think you can manufacture oxygen. But what you can't do is scrub carbon dioxide. Like those things require. Uh, like, I mean they they talk about like needing to refill on air all the time. Do they really? Yeah, hmm, that might be. That's one of the things that uh, Alex talks about. Huh. Okay. Because that surprises me. It seems like it's, yeah. like it's pretty easy to, to make oxygen. You'd think um, so. You can just run – if you can reclaim all your water and then, mm-hmm. you know, do electrolysis. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe the – maybe that's the um, downfall of the uh, Epstein drive. It just it eats just, oxygen. Just eats oxygen like candy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so – I would but, like to know why they talk about like, that all the time. They, they also have uh, – like yeah, they're just there's limited all kinds of supplies. It's not just yeah. the injuries. It's and I forgot that like the geopolitical si- situation of having all these warships. Like the belt, their entire fleet yeah. is inside there. Yeah, the belt's in a bad way yeah. when it comes to making war right now. Yeah, uh, or defending themselves from people who would make war. Right. Uh, Anna finds Fagan, who reveals that Melba is Claire Mao, which is crucial because Anna did not know that information. She knew there was a Claire Mao running around, but she didn't know equals Melba. Uh, and is trying to murder Holden just before dying. Yeah, major Dude. info dump on I, Anna. Yeah, uh, the zero G tears. That such a great touch. <laughs> it was awesome. It, it's got to be super annoying too. Yeah, when you're crying in right. zero G. Yeah, and your eyes. And you just, don't have like just, a Kleenex around or something. Yeah, yeah, and it's like that's uh, something I never thought about, yeah. but it looked really cool, and it was also a very creepy effect while the woman's dying. Yeah, very. Um and you know uh I didn't care much for Fagan I don't really care much for Anna <laughs> although I'm warming up to her by the end of this uh, episode. It, you, you, it, it, so you feel, I felt like did you what, recognize? What do you mean you didn't care much for for Tilly? I think she's still alive, isn't she? Oh no, she's totally dead. She died in this scene. She dies in this scene. Yeah, I thought they grabbed her. I'm thinking a drummer. That's what yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Drummer that made it. Drummer out. Drummer should have been crushed to death by that thing, but she. She made it out. Yeah, yeah. That so that's very different from the books as well. Because yeah, I thought you were like gearing up for Fagin to be something. I like Tilly in the books a lot, and she did not get a chance to shine in this show at all. Well, it's not like there's another hundred characters for us to care about. So. That's true. <laughs> uh, Ashford tries to kill Drummer with his singing before they end up swap 
swapping war stories and ideals about Belter unity. <laughs> uh, I thought this I, was a pretty good scene. Although, yes. without the benefit of subtitles, I have no fucking clue what these people were singing. Especially no. the thing Ashford was singing at the beginning, which I guess is a kid song. Yep. I, 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 I literally couldn't make anything out. The end, I got the, you know, uh, me was sick and nigh to death. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that you repeat that. That's it. It's like it's like uh, you know, row 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 your boat. You're supposed to do it yeah. like some kind of medley. Uh, should we try a medley version of "Me Was Sick and Nigh to Death"? Jim, <laughs> I don't remember the the melody. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, uh, I would love. Plus, to. we don't have. We need like a six foot tall uh, a Mormon farming wheel to pound on. Yes. to keep the beat. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't work. Um, th- th- this is a great scene. Uh, they talk about like the times they're closest to death, which Ashford being a pirate. Mm-hmm. has a lot of those stories um but and the one drummer not has her own version of so those stories i qu- didn't quite make it out i heard that she was on hyperion which is one of saturn's moons but it's also a bar on series uh-huh and i i i, I got that the bartender had a heavy pour and she has a heavy heart but i didn't uh-huh. hear what happened in between like did she it's take on a whole gang or something or no just an implication of she almost drank she herself om- to death I, no i think she almost slept with the bartender is what she's trying to say oh <laughs> like she almost got drunk enough to sleep with the bartender or or she did sleep with the bartender and almost got like pinned pinned down by him essentially huh. like it almost changed her life in that negative way that she's oh, thinking. Oh, like she would like she would fall as a young as a young impressionable drummer. She would fall for this guy, and then she yeah, and wouldn't when, have had her. Right, it might have interfered with the other of things the she behemoth. The, yes, need to make sure I pronounce it one of the two correct ways according to the English dictionary. I, th- uh, I thought it was a great line, and I, it, it I was did. great that she didn't. The share, bartender like, a war had story. a heavy pour, and I had a heavy heart. Yeah, it was pretty good. I also liked um, the I you know like whose idea was the uniform, and you know there were kind of the slight f- fault line that Dawes kind of thought it was ridiculous, and Dawes doesn't. Dawes seems like he's mostly um, he's mostly concerned with personal power. Mm-hmm. As in opposition to Ashford, who has spent a lot of time thinking about the symbolism and, and yes. why we do things. And maybe, like, I got an idea that he might be a student of history. Mm-hmm. Um, because and, I Go ahead. I was going to say, to add to that, I think that's why Drummer sacrifices herself for him. Yeah. Because she sees that. You and, know, and that's, that's not even stuff that she needs. thinks about. Right. Like, right. She, she, like, her attitude will keep the belt a small people. Seems like it. Yeah. Whereas Ashford's like, you know, maybe maybe this this he's got the better idea, the right idea. Uh, but like the line about, you know, the oppressed fight and whatever they're wearing, because mm-hmm. uh, they have to. They don't have the money to afford uniforms. They don't have. Uh, but but when the victim becomes victorious, they adopt the uniform because individuals can be divided and conquered. But, you know, when they're the, and, the, you know, I, I know I talk about this fucking book a lot. Sapiens. <laughs> But the, the the doctor that wrote that book spent a lot of time about how, you know, biologically we're only hardwired to really give a shit about 100 to 150 people, which is about the size of, like, a prehistoric tribe, you mm-hmm. know? And, like, like all of the extra family members and all that stuff, that's about the size of it. So how do we have civilizations that span hundreds of millions, if not billions of people right here on this planet? It's because you sell them a fiction that there is an idea called the United States, that there is an idea called China, which is bullshit. That is, that is, there is, there is no, you cannot look and find a border between 
the U.S. and Canada. You know, it's not like a natural feature. It's something that sure. we said yeah. that that American is a group of people that have an identity, and we all think this thing, and like that. That allows people to coordinate, even though they don't give a shit. It allows someone in Idaho to feel sympathy for someone in Florida, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's 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 neat, and like I thought it was an interesting piece of synchronicity because I just read that stuff like the week before and now I hear Ashford is quoting chapter and verse about how you know something as simple as wearing a uniform can make all these different asteroids and lunar colonies that are all separate with separate issues and separate motivations and peoples and they can make them one and I thought it was it's it's amazing yeah it seems like those kind of symbols would also maybe even short circuit that tendency of like you don't you don't even need to care about somebody right like right. E- even in that abstract way of like well we're all americans yeah because by by telling people that they're an american uh-huh. and telling them what the ideals of americans are uh-huh. and i'm using american as just yeah just a for instance for, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh you can get them to behave a certain way right right and in behaving that way they don't have to care whether or not they're affecting the 300 other million people right they just need to behave that way right so yeah, it's a ne- it's a neat little uh, cognitive hack essentially. Yeah. Um, but like it's like, and the idea that he even thinks the uniform is stupid that he prefers to look like himself. He pre- he likes to belt their individuality and stuff. But like right now, the inners need to see us as one, and I'm 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 willing to swallow my pride to make something better for the future. Yep, it's great. I, I really came around on Ashford this it's episode. Same here. I left very eyes narrowed, arms crossed. I've got my eye on you, asshole. And mm-hmm. like this episode, I think he's just. I always thought he's a great character, but he, he transformed into a leader. Yeah. Like he was a scoundrel, rogue, pirate king. Now I'll add leader commander to that to that that list. Yeah, somebody I can root for. You know? Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't want to see Drummer beat him now. I want to see them work together. Right. To I actually I actually hope Drummer lives because I think she is a bet is a better captain. Yeah. And because she is, like, decisive, and she's kind of, like, ruthless in her way. And she knows the ship. And she knows the ship. Yeah. But you, if, if, if you got, like, a, a ball-busting captain, it seems like you need an XO that's got a little bit of a people's touch. Mm. They can kind of smooth over their, that rough edges and, like, you know, uh, listen to people whine and bitch and cry on his shoulder and then give him the pep talk. Like, I feel like he's way better. I can't see anyone crying on Drummer's shoulder. <laughs> no. So, like, maybe I, Naomi I, after a few drinks, but I, I hope she it. lives and I, I, I hope that, that he, that, that she keeps the captaincy. And I, cause the other thing is, like, as Drummer is being convinced that Ashford was the right one for the job, I feel like Ashford and in the end was convinced that Drummer was the right person, too. Yeah, uh, or that they're the right combination of people. Yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is a good way to. And to I, think it'll of be it. interesting to see if Dawes or Johnson try to play a political game to split them apart. Yeah, because I don't think. I mean, Anderson Dawes hasn't been pinned in between under farm equipment with anybody. <laughs> no, that's the next episode. Fred and Anderson. Fred, yeah, yeah. We need to get Fred. And, we need to get Fred and Dawes. We need to get him in a, a cargo fucking container. They, and well, they get pinned. They're they're both out in spacesuits, and right. when the behemoth docks at Tycho Station, they get pinned between the sides. Right, of right, it. right. Yeah, or, or maybe you find out the drummer and Ashford have engineered it. <laughs> right. It worked for us. Um, <laughs> So Claire plans to exploit the new convergence of the ships around the center of the station, uh, sees an opportunity to kill Holden, but Anna is in hot pursuit with her stun stick. Yeah, so she's off in um, a a service suit. 
let's call it. It's a off-brand Ripley killing the yeah, alien yes, queen. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She's Ripley, Naomi's the alien queen. You get it. She needs a little yellow paint. <laughs> it does. It got needs, it. It needs a little yellow paint. Yeah. It looks like she's cosplaying as Ripley, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, there's there's a like, minor quibble because I felt like... I hate it when characters do this where, like, Anna comes up and says, I need to find Melba. And she's like, you're going to have to wait. And she just grabs like, do it now. And the doctor's like, fine, geez. Like, yeah. Maybe say, we have a murderer on the ship. I have information that this is it. We need to find her and arrest her. Like, maybe, I, I, I'm glad Anna is willing to go tromping off in her mag boots with the stun stick, but mm-hmm. maybe we should get some, like, MPs. Yeah, call in security. Some UN Marines. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, are they all dead or dying, or is it just, I don't know. I just think it's going to be really hilarious when Claire gets to the ship and realizes the Holden isn't there. You know, Naomi right. tells her that, but right. she's got to realize it for herself. She probably thinks Naomi's lying, obviously. Right. Um, it'll be interesting to see, because, like, what I see is them restraining her in mm-hmm. a way that would hold a normal person, and she does the tongue swish thing. Uh, the other thing I want to say is, like, Amos 100% versus Claire with her tongue swish. Mm-hmm. They both entered a cargo bay who, I feel like Amos could still take her. I I kind of do too, although I could. Is it I just don't think that Amos could have picked that dude up and slammed his head. I oh, think that's superhuman. Really? Yeah, hmm. I think that's I, even beyond Amos. Because that's the thing. Like, I don't understand whether it's just like a massive. Like, is she at peak human strength, um, or is it like augmented? Because if it's augmented, then maybe not. I'm trying to remember exactly how they describe it in the book. Or maybe you find out that's, that's where Amos switches his tongue. <laughs> right? He's got another gear. <laughs> and he turns in like he's fucking Bane from Batman. Yeah, uh-huh. he's got... It's like, oh, I've never had to use this before. <laughs> Game on. And he just rips her in half. Yeah. Uh, because if it's peak human, I don't think I don't think Claire can take she, Amos. Uh, yeah, she's just not as beefy. Like, that's no. what it comes down to. Not enough mass to, no. to do as much damage as she would need to. Right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. So, yeah, I, did, I also like the, I, I thought the, like, righteous confrontation in the airlock where she's screaming about, like, you can't run for what you did. Your only hope is to beg for mercy. And Claire's like, bye. <laughs> yeah. No air. Can't hear you. It's space. Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, it makes me wonder what Claire's end game is here. Like, yeah, because I guess. Is she expecting to get out of this alive or or without doesn't, being arrested or like does like she it. have a plan to get out i think her plan was to disgrace holden and as it falls apart she is more and more comfortable with just killing him and if it takes her down with her as long she got the message out that said daddy you witness me essentially yeah and what's going to be funny is when uh jean pierre finally gets it he'll just be like mediocre and you know <laughs> uh but but yeah i i i don't know uh I guess we should move on to Naomi. Yeah. Uh, managed to to land on the Rasanati, uh, board it, and scour it for Alex and Amos before finding them injured but stable. Yeah, at one point when she was searching around, I'm like, would they have disobeyed Holden's order and abandoned the I ship? I thought so too. To go save him, but then as it went on and on, I'm like, this feels like they're building something, and I'm yeah. like, okay. I, and I started thinking because the scene went on for a long time. I'm like, what if Alex is dead? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Cass and Vard, like he he like worked his guts. Like I felt like he was like the real figurehead on the show side of like leading the like save the expanse. Oh, dude, listen to the Churn like, podcast from that week. He talks right. about like 
the personal interactions he had with Yo, Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, about the no, whole thing. I mean, like, that was, like, part of the legend. I'm like, man, yeah. what a fucking baller move to spend that much capital saving a show that you know you got wrote, written out of. Like, they're going to, like, we're going to, like, no shit write some Martian country music for this motherfucker. Yeah. And then he's alive in the galley. I do love the headphones flying by I with Martian blast music. Blasting the Martian, the Martian bluegrass. It's so yeah. great. I wish, I can't, I can't wait to watch it on uh, the broadcast to see if there's, like, lyrics. Because I, could, I think I can make it out if I listen to it a few times. I think so, yeah. But, yeah, we even got some Martian country music. So then I'm like, shit, Amos... Mm. If Amos fucking dies, I quit the show. <laughs> like, I, I mean, Amos might die eventually, but yeah. like, he, he, I'm not, I'm not ready for that to happen. Uh, and then they find him, and you change your hair. There you go. It, I feel like Amos has to go out with a sacrifice, right? Yeah, you, you can't have and, Amos uh, and, go and, out and, by accident. And it, well, I got two thoughts about that. Number one, that's how the churn works. Like, Absolutely. it would be yeah. him, like, getting ground between gears, right? But yeah. on the other hand, he's such a badass. Like, if he goes out, it, it ought to take an army, and right. it ought to be glorious. Exactly. Um, that's what I want, anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked... <laughs> I mean, Naomi must think it's a fucking madhouse, because, like, she gets Alex awake, and he's like, oh, yeah, holding left with Miller. Mm-hmm. Like, Miller? Uh, I think I'm hoping she chalked that up to the concussion that he's no yeah. doubt, no doubtly yeah. feeling. She's going to have to catch up to a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then Amos says, you change your hair before it passes out. And I, <laughs> I, like I said, I, I mentioned this early in the season that like this show is one of those feuds that can just delight me with little character moments. And that uh, mm-hmm. it's great. You found a, a little bit of humor in this grim situation. Uh, then we're back on board the behemoth and drummer employs belter ingenuity at its finest to jump the engine of the farm machine, crush her body between the heavy machinery, allowing Ash for just enough room to wriggle free. Yeah. Uh, It's a great scene, because you knew what she was doing as soon as she started doing it. Ashford knew what she was doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And... And he wastes no time once it happens, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like the scene, like, that called back to, like, the second episode where he said, she's like, uh, well, you know, the ship can't afford to lose us both. And then he goes, but no, all hope's not lost. And she goes, and here I thought all the optimists I knew were dead. Uh-huh. And then she slams this thing, and it just—it sounds like it just fucking pulver. Like her, she has no pelvic bone; it's just a pile of gravel. Yeah. Uh, and in zero G, like aside from just the severity of the injury, like will she be able to walk? Like if she lives, will she be in like some kind of weird? Professor X Magno chair? Will she be <laughs> uh-huh. in a Ripley suit? Like. Yeah, I just feel like. Can you imagine how much fun you could have in like a futuristic zero G <laughs> Professor X? Sure. Chair. Just have them. Just cut the legs off and have them mount thrusters on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Thrusters and and mag boots. Yeah. Or maybe she's uh, and, and like she can f- like uh like a, well, one of them is a thruster stump and one of them is a gun stump. <laughs> okay, like a uh, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, I was Planet Terror. Yeah. What was that? Uh. Fuck. It I was something like that, right? But yeah, the yeah. Rodriguez, mm-hmm. you know, double feature. Uh, so yeah, they they he he calls MedTech in there, but I, I was I was just ready to make peace with the fact that the drummer's dead. Yeah, like she was already bleeding out and kind of like passing out in this and, scene, and especially when you don't know that you can spin the drum, mm. uh, you think, okay, well she's crushed internally, she's definitely bleeding. There's no way to stop it, right? Because that's what they set up this episode, right? Now, here's where. I got spoiled a little bit. Uh, 
I I so someone just casually mentioned that the behemoth could do this. Oh, okay. As part of a what I assume is going to be a further spoiler, which I will not go on. Mm-hmm. So like, but I didn't know when that was going to happen, and I figured that maybe the behemoth was so fucked up as a battleship that they turned it into something else instead. So like. When they started talking about spinning the wheel, I got immediately excited because I'm like, oh, oh. Um, yeah. But I wish that – and that's the thing, man. The I feel like – I don't know. Maybe they need more moderators. What? But like more and more, I'm seeing a lot of some bullshit book readers doing the same shit that they were doing in the Game of yeah, Thrones forums. Where so dumb. Where in non-book reader threads, people are speculating, and you got these assholes that are, must be five years old going, ooh, you're getting so close, tee-hee. Or oh, you're cold. Or like, shut the fuck right. up. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. You're not. You're not funny. You're not helping. You're not doing anything. And mods need to ruthlessly delete that shit. Like yeah. if it even smells like it's close to the book in a book in a in a, in a showy thread, get that shit out of there. Yeah. Because like I guess I'm just not gonna get to read the Reddit because uh, that's how I, mean, I got spoiled on the Red Wedding, and now yeah. I got the behemoth spin the wheel going, and uh, it just makes me mad. I mean, I feel like it's an impossible problem to solve because if you delete everything that remotely smells of the books then you most likely delete the only the theories that are correct. And so all you have left is speculation that is wrong. Hey, man, we did that for years on the Game of Thrones podcast, and nobody was the wiser. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Because that... there's an infinity of speculation trying yeah. to find that one. Because th- like, people always ask me that. It's like, well, won't the absence of particular plot lines like, be uh, here, obvious? Here's or... what I would do is I would watch, if I really wanted to figure it out yeah. beforehand, I would watch what people are saying. Yeah. Watch the ones that get deleted and go, okay, they're on to something. Well, what I'm saying is, like, if it's not just delete but ban. Like, if you mm-hmm. spoil a book plot – and because some of this was – like, someone showed – and because this be, this can't, became a big thing in the Expanse subreddit. Pardon me for getting a little meta here for a minute. But someone actually found that a guy was participating in book threads – and then going into non-book threads and say, I'm not a reader, but here's what I think, and just essentially verbatim yeah. quote. And, like, that guy should be banned. And Absolutely. the mod should, 100% sh- there should be a po- yeah. There should be a pinned thread saying, you spoil a book thread and we or a, a, a book plot and a non-book thread and we catch you, you're gone. Mm-hmm. If you put the fear of, like, like that'll sober up these seven-year-old jackasses that are tee-heeing mm-hmm. pretty quick. Because I think they want to talk about the Expanse. And the Reddit is the, the hub to do it in. That's true. Like, you know... Uh, so I think they have a lot of power to shape the community that they want. And and then I, I guess what, you just like limit the capacity of throwaway accounts to post? Well, I you mean, I think you can't th- I, I, post I until it, a certain threshold or I don't know. I mean, I hear that there's tools that you can see like that, you know, you can look at IP analysis and stuff. I don't know what mods have on Reddit, honestly. Yeah, yeah probably. but I know like I just know that the that's how things were rolling in the Game of Thrones subreddit circa season three. And then the mods just like really got and you know some people didn't like it and they went and started r slash free folk maybe we need an r slash the belt where anything fucking goes and there's no moderation but like yeah. the main one you should at all means necessary protect the innocence of the non-book readers i think or else make it a book book only and get the fuck out show watchers thing i mean you know what when i when i think about their trajectory uh, in in the show versus the books, I'm actually only considering that they'll get there by the end of season three. I guess if they go beyond season three with the plots that right. I'm thinking of, they could very easily continue down the same yeah. road with maybe some some added extras. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, that's one of my thoughts was too. Is like yeah, maybe... so maybe I'm limiting I'm limiting that a little too much. Hmm. Maybe I just need to think. Okay, well, they're not going to get to the end of that book in that section of plot by the end hmm. of the season. Well, then that's dangerous to do the like wrap up speculation because like that never really happened on the Game of Thrones. Where well, I, uh, some some things, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I don't know that we can go into them in the wrap up, but I can yeah, tell yeah. you like, oh, Tilly doesn't die in the book. Sure, sure. Uh, at this stage, so like, right. I don't know. There, there are certain things that happened in the show that are very different. Right. Uh, so we go to Amos and Naomi having a heart-to-heart about a return status in the Rasanati, but we're left wondering, or at least I was, are things between Amos and Naomi okay? I felt... I, I mean... I don't think everything's going to be entirely okay. I think they're going to be happy that she's back. Mm-hmm. For the most part, but there's still going to be some stuff to work out. Right. Amos was the one holdout between uh, on the Rasanati for like he's the one that didn't fully forgive Naomi. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I was honestly shocked that when he she's like, are you here to help or here to stay and stay? Uh, and like to understand that you're my family. And he has just got this weird look in it. And maybe he's just passing out. Mm-hmm. But like I felt like he literally turned a cold shoulder to her and then she was a little wounded. That's what I got out of the performance, so I think there's still some hmm. bad blood there. Because like there could be. I also yeah. think that I could totally see the Amos is like, well, if you if we were family, then you abandoned us. So mm. like I'm I'm glad that like six months after you went out to get a pack of smokes, Dad, mm-hmm. at the at the corner store, you decided to come back. But you're also <laughs> that was a dirty thing to do, you know. I think of the people in the crew, Alex will be the most sympathetic to that. Yeah, for good reason. Oh, for uh, sure. But yeah, sure. Amos, it might there might be an uphill battle. Um, what's well, funny, funny too, because like I thought that the crew was really, it felt like it really gelled, and now like it might be further destabilized by Naomi coming back. But I don't know. I mean, they need her, and like I, think, oh, yeah. I, I hope it just kind of like slips right. Slip, the, 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 everything just kind of meshes. <laughs> it's funny that the one person who could maybe help them get you know comms and stuff back mm-hmm, online. Mm-hmm. Uh, and regain control of the ship mm-hmm. gets there just after they get trapped in the stasis field. <laughs> right. So she might get comms back online, but right. she's not going to be able to help them out of the situation they're in. Right. Yeah. Only the proto molecule can do that, apparently. <laughs> right. Uh, so Ashford makes his first command decision, and what a doozy. Spin the drum. Spin the drum. Yeah. Spin it. it was, yeah, spin that fucking drum. Yes. We've never spin it up. If spin it. If it works, we may save many lives. <laughs> many I, lives or drummer's life? That's my question. I mean... I know It's both. I think it's definitely both, but it's mostly drummer. So on the third time I watched this, I really focused on Diego. When okay. when Ashford's saying, like, look, if it was, I'm only standing here because of her. She, like, heroically saved herself and... Mm-hmm. Or saved this and... Uh, I thought Diego it was hard to read. Uh, because I'm almost thinking that dog he's the actual d- dog of dogs. Oh, shit! And there's going to be some some bullshit when when he get sends a tight beam to Dawes and be like they're being all friendly friendly matchy matchy and <laughs> he's going to be I don't know I just don't like Diego. I've I've, I've set my heart hmm. against him. So much that you won't even pronounce his name right. Diogo is it Diogo? <laughs> Diogo, yeah. Oh, uh, I, no. Both he pronunciations is... are are acceptable in the Belter dictionary. I looked it up. He's the most Belter of Belters, in my opinion. He, like, Belter he embodies the Belter spirit more than anyone else. So, yeah, I I don't know that Ashford is going to easily win him over. Hmm. 
And if he is, the thing is, is he worships at the altar of Ashford because he's cool. He's a he's a cool dude. He does, but like, could Anderson Dawes become right. that I to feel him? Like Dawes if Ashford is the big steps daddy. out, he's yeah. the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, maybe. Uh, so they spin they spin the drum, uh, and it's like I wrote my no- notes. This is a fucking moment mm-hmm. because uh, I like it's a real fist pump moment, especially when it actually works. Uh, we'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, Claire breaches De Rossi's cargo bay, uh, tries to crush Naomi with her endoskeletal suit before Anna laser the fuck out with that stun stick. So here's here's so the the thing about people flying around in suits in this new speed limit. Mm-hmm. Her suit must not be capable of going very fast because I don't think Claire knows about this new speed limit. I just think the suit can't do very high speeds. That's possible. I think there was talk in a med bay about the new speed limit though. There was? Uh, yeah, and she did that. She also did uh, that. She okay. also had that big terminal where she's plotting out velocities and stuff. Maybe I, I it feel was like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on him for that anyway. Um, okay. I'm not saying you're wrong too. Um Yeah. But I also really like as Naomi's like jumping around that cargo bay like a jackrabbit, I'm like, well this makes sense. She's a belter. Like she's been doing this like since she was in her crib, which I imagine is some kind of cage. <laughs> <laughs> right, like you got to you got a belter babe. You yeah. got to keep him in a cage. What if this gravity goes out? That's true. Got to like like a fucking dog kennel or something. <laughs> but uh, oh man, but Naomi's like, how do you how the fuck do you raise a baby in dude, zero g? I, what if yeah. it pukes while it's it's right asleep it's, it, it, or it, it, or it, you're not there to clean it out? Like maybe like you like tape a like a, a slight like like a dentist suction thing in the corner of their mouth or something. And you have to. Yeah, I don't. That's. I, I know that there was a lot of stuff in season one about, like, uh, Miller's parents spending a lot of money on, like, bone therapy yeah. and that let him so have, that he like... he would look mostly look, like a human. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, like, it's, it's got to be hell to be raised as an infant or, like, I even... I said mostly like a human. I meant an earther. <laughs> yeah, or, like, even, like, like, how does a child develop in the womb? Um, and I know that, like, these stations all have, like, a third... Oh yeah, gravity. Yeah. So like, it's not like nothing. But, but you can damn. see the effects. Yeah, I mean, look at the belters. Yeah, the belters are physically different from yeah, 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 the yeah, Earthers yeah. or the Martians. So. I mean, I wish they were more so. But yeah. how many A-list actors are like six foot eight and skinny as fuck? So right. Um, but it. Uh, I don't know. It it, it was. I, I thought I was good, and like it's like they didn't even have to explain it. It's like okay, Naomi can probably run circles around this girl, but. Mm-hmm. She does get a hold of her, and then it's pretty much game over. And then, and I'm like, "Shit, what's gonna?" I was thinking that Amos was gonna like come in like King Kong or something, and uh-huh. like Amos stripped to the waist versus this woman in a in an endoskeleton. Probably, yeah, she's superhuman at that point. Probably, yeah. but you know, it's Amos. Uh, he is that guy. Um, it's true. But yeah, Anna, like, and the way she like steps uh, around the suit and like, are you okay mm-hmm. with the stunt stick? It's great. I I now love Anna. Okay, cool. You've come around on her. She comes in the airlock like phenomena, and <laughs> she she does it. Um, so Ashford spins up the drum and then takes to the comms to offer the behemoth's gravity well to all wounded within the ring bu- bubble. Love it. This is a <sighs> this is a slick move. It is. It is, and like I get, this is the point where I got choked up when he was saying that this this ship, my ship, like the pride, the pride and the Belter's ingenuity and the and the self sacrifice of drummer and 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 all this is coming through. And he's like, I offer all of this to you. Bring your wounded here so they may heal. Mm-hmm. You will be welcome. The Belter's embrace all of you. 
it's a moment, man. Yeah. This is the belter. These. This is the belt making the leap into one of the great nations. Mm-hmm. Because how the fuck can Earth and Mars treat these people like children when they did something so you know benevolent and munificent? Yeah. Like like for a community that's not even theirs. And I also started thinking like, man. Would I even care if the next seven months took place in this ring? Because it's like kind of cool, and you got everybody there. I, and I bet the I bet the behemoth is just stocked fucking to the gills with food. Mm-hmm. Like surely, like I don't know if they actually provisioned it for the long voyage, but uh, they probably did. Like partially, you don't think so at all? I mean, the farm equipment's there. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they were partial. Um, but I, I started thinking, like, you know, what do I feel like if the like next seven months of the show is spent trying to voyage as, like, it turns into Star Trek Voyager only inside this ring bubble? I, I think it'd be fine. Yeah. Like, there are all the people I care about are here inside the ring. Right. I don't really need to go anywhere, as long as they can keep it interesting. Right. But on the other hand, um, what, are the st- what are the odds that that would stay as a stasis, like? That the ring wouldn't do anything weird. That right, they, like the big fleet would come in. It's not and, its track record. You know, poke it like like they they would figure something out. And also, like I really really want to see what is going on between Fred and Anderson. Right, like those two guys with their power games right. has got to be fascinating, and we're just not seeing it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want to. I thought so. This makes a lot of sense about the Nauvoo, though, because I guess I was thinking, like, I get the Epstein drive is efficient, but you're going to fucking thrust halfway between intergalactic distances and then thrust the whole way to maintain gravity. But it's designed to, I guess, accelerate to a certain speed and then yeah. shut down and be essentially a, a, a ring station, mm-hmm. a rendezvous. The ra- Did you ever read that? Rendezvous the Rama? No, that's uh, a. I think it's a. That's a. It's either an Asimov or a Clark, um, right. where like the 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 Ram is an alien space space station. It's like a big cylinder that's got, you know, blue skies and water and everything in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that makes a lot more sense that they would like, uh, you know, have this like city. And then I, I though I guess it'd be kind of a mess. To, like, how do you stop the spin? Although they've got, <laughs> I guess years. reverse the. Th- the thrusters oh, i'm saying that, like just like imagine you've got colonies set up on the inside of this and it's it's not, now you got to rig it to go like the reverse to slow it down you got to put everything back but i guess they plan for that and they have generations to get it done so it's true who yeah. gives a shit uh <laughs> cool ship though you, you're right to be proud of it uh uh ashford mm-hmm. uh bobby's fellow marines continue to be total punk asses when holden suddenly comes to raving about a vision he received that warns of the end of everything the end of everything uh that's why I screamed that's why the man screamed when he saw yeah. it um but it's so weird because the language of that scene was time going backwards right so how did the end of it turn into a prophecy uh, the only way i can guess that they were going is that time was rewinding to a certain point mm. and then we see things moving forward yeah and then we see like like he's going this is taking him back to a certain event and then right. showing him the event i mean it's confusing storytelling but on a the other bit, hand yeah. it's supposed to be an unfathomable alien intelligence explaining stuff so like I can't, to someone <laughs> who has no hope of understanding right. it truly yeah so there's good there's a good reason for it to be narratively confusing yeah you know I like so. i don't know what an alien transmission beam directly into your synapses looks like mm-hmm. um but yeah uh holden sat this one out uh i 
I can't believe there's only two episodes left. There's two episodes left, right? Two. Okay. So yeah, twelve and thirteen. <sighs> what a what a great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like there is like just uh, some honest fist pump. Like I I I pumped my fist when Anna shocked the shit out of Claire. I pumped my fist when the ring came on. It's funny because like. Jack's been watching the show with me, and like he fucking lost his mind when the ring started spinning. <laughs> the drum, because yeah. it does look cool, like all uh-huh. these things flaring, and it starts to move, and then like inside you can see the cargo start to fall. It's like they they really, I mean, this was a very technically impressive episode on, and and it's it's so weird to me how slapdash some of the zero G stuff is still in this third season, and then this is just built all around it. Mm-hmm. And with very few exceptions, they just nail it all. Yeah. Um, but I just like this is that's one area where the, it used to be they only got the zero G right during the big showy moments. Mm-hmm. And then everything else is just kind of like, God damn, roll your eyes. Like they keep getting better and better. Maybe in season four. I honestly think they just need to put the extras through zero G school. Yeah. Like Hopefully. this is what it looks like. Look at like look at look, look at these guys on the international space station. Do you see how they're standing? Do you see how they sleep when they're unconscious? This is what they look like. I, man, they got that Amazon money now. Just film it on the moon. Film yeah, it sure. on the moon. Bezos you will can... take him to the moon base. Yeah, that he's got up there. Yeah, his big copper domes and just like yeah, it's like authentic one tenth Earth gravity. Right. <laughs> For sure. That's where the, that's where season four has got to be filmed. Why or, not? Or what, we what else am I why am I paying for Prime? Yeah. Because for damn sure it's not for two day <laughs> shipping anymore. I can't remember the last time I got a package in two days when I ordered it. So give me my goddamn zero G Bezos. Yeah. Uh I, I have one question after this episode. Yeah. Which I'm sure they'll answer in time, but uh-huh. I'm anxious. I want to know what happened to the documentarians. They get they get picked oh up my God, by the ship right. and they're just like not we haven't seen them since well, plus, they got shoved out the airlock. Plus, the Zeusin got sh- frozen in space and pulled into... How fast were they going when they oh, got... Oh, man. When the speed limit hit, you know? Uh, it would be funny if they just, like, they just die. <laughs> like, there's this, like, whatever the... Oh, oh yeah, they, they remember they died in the ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to know what happened to them. Yeah, it's a good question. Do you think we'll see them again? I assume we have to. Otherwise, that seems like just a dangling thread of a yeah. plot. That it's just so weird because I feel like once Naomi gets the comms back, they're no longer needed from a plot perspective. That's also true. Yeah. Uh, so like, I do think hmm. there's a there might be a room for like a Firefly moment where it's just like, whatever happened to those guys? <laughs> you show them just red streaks on the inside of their helmet. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Okay, why did I say the oh the Marines being punk asses because they're all like fucking super racist against the Belters. Yeah, and Bobby's the only one being like, uh, they're volunteering to say you know all those third of the Zeus and crew that you're also fucking butthurt about the Belters are saving it so like show some goddamn respect. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's I I guess. I don't mind the inners being shown as like the the actual kind of like stingy and selfish and protect your own and like the belters who are trying to get at that table or the but I don't know. I I I I hope cuz I I feel like that we haven't really gotten Martians that aren't main cast that weren't portrayed as just dastardly assholes. Hmm. The defense minister was secretly doing this fucking bullshit with uh, with Mao and trying to get the protomolecule turned into a biological weapon. Uh, the other Marine commandants were, like, fucking uh, burying all the details about Bobby's crew and squad got killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of the Marines we see sans Bobby uh, are just kind of buttholes. Like, you know, I mean, Alex's kid is cool. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the one. So there's a good like we have a we have a hope for a Martian future. I, I need to see a couple more Martian characters other than Alex and Bobby. Yeah, who aren't like shit birds. Yeah, I mean honestly, I'd like a good. Maybe they all look are. At Martian society. Maybe they maybe they are because Martian society is hard. I mean, we talked about yeah. it. like it started off pretty hard, and I, I I guess you're supposed to understand that Mars, like this this Cold War, has really hurt Mars because the money that they would otherwise spend on terraforming the planet has been spent on their navy and their weapons research, and they are still living these miserable, eked-out existences when they could probably have been a lot more comfortable without the last hundred years of this bullshit. Right. Um, so I do, guess it I makes do. sense for them all to be kind of bitter and pinched and, you know. Yeah. Kind of like, like stereotypically Russian. Like, I always think of Russians are, like, kind of dour and, like, why are you smiling, you fucking idiot? It's cold. <laughs> like, you know. It's cold and we don't have enough food. Right, we, right. We're, constantly at war with everyone <laughs> right yeah yeah can't can't catch a break well that's a maybe, maybe mars needs to host world cup i do want to see cup. mars though like i want to see mars totally take us to yeah. mars yeah yeah because i think that would shed a lot of light on how i'm supposed to be feeling as an audience member toward the martians in general right because like, like you said you can isolate one or two yeah and and identify and sympathize with them but i want to know what mars is like right on the surface. Right. And it would be nice to see, I guess. They've taken like, us everywhere else. Yeah. I just don't know that we're going to get it because even if we saw, like, I would imagine that even if you saw, like, life on Mars, it would still be heavily propagandized because they're in the middle of a war and it would be a lot, like, just, just like, imagine growing up in the 80s and, like, what you were taught to think about, you know, the Soviet Union. Do you think that they're, and I legitimately don't know the answer to this, do you think that they're building Bobby into a character who can get on the inside of Martian politics? Kind of the way that we've been given a window through Avrasarla. Well, she's very young, and she's very like she's like that's essentially one of the highest ranks of a non commissioned officer. Uh, and she's been in the center of all of this. Right. Like I could see her parlaying that into quite a successful political career. And she's already been, you know, she's been very close to Avrasarla. So right. like as as even a tool, she yeah. might be valuable inside the Martian. I wonder government. if Avrasarla is going to need a new Kodavar. Kotiar, Kotiar, yeah. God damn it! I'm 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 over three on the behemoth, <laughs> Diego Kotiar th- th- uh, axis here. Yeah, she might. And she Bobby might would be one. a hell of a operative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know because I I also think that Bobby does see herself as loyal to Mars. At the end of the day, uh, she's not an yeah. asshole about it, but but she does and like working for uh, Christian might be a bridge too far. And you'd almost know. have, like, the same situation she's in now yeah. between, like, these Martian Marines and Holden, where uh-huh. she's kind of the only person pushing Holden's agenda yeah. or defending him. She might be the same thing for, like, Avrasarla within right. the Martian government. Well, now that her and Holden are back together, I keep thinking, like, where are the signs for her to be back with the Rasananti? Because it's not, like, she has followed her orders to a T. Like she was uh, mm-hmm. prepared to cut Holden in half with her fucking can- hand cannon or <laughs> yeah. arm cannon. Uh, like there's, n- they're not really telling. I mean, they are showing some friction between her and these like Marines, but it doesn't feel like something's going to get her drummed out of the service or like have her resign her commission or something. You know, I guess she's yeah. not, she's not a commissioned officer. Re- re- you know, I don't know. Fucking dessert. Like I, 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 uh-huh. I, I don't know, but I want her to, I want her to be on the Rasanati. Maybe I need to we'll be see. patient. Yeah. Um, uh, that's it. Do we have any feedback that people can send to expanse at baldmove.com? 
Uh, we had One Piece, but it's it's doozy. Um, yeah. And I might it, it doesn't relate directly to this episode, so Maybe. I might save it for the wrap up cast. Okay, uh, that's a good idea because the, 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 it's a little bit of a bummer because next week we're gonna have any feedback at all. I'm yeah. gonna be on vacation. Uh, we've already got a screener for next week's episode, so it'll be up same time as this one was. Like as, as, essentially, as soon as the episode begins airing, the embargo's over. We'll have it out, so it'll be ready when you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but since I'll be away. Uh, to the the outer belt of the Midwest, to Beaver Island. Uh, I won't I won't be able to to consider feedback with Jim when it when it drops. So, but we'll be back for the finale episode. I'm sure we'll have time to consider feedback there. And then, uh, as as is tradition, we'll have a wrap up podcast where we talk about season three as a whole, uh, season four coming up, and what we're thinking about and what we're excited about. Maybe I can make predict- predictions, and Jim can say mildly interesting and laugh at me <laughs> for uh, at least. Some of the plot were, like I said, rapidly approaching <laughs> That's the true. extents of my knowledge. Are so. you going to like immediately begin book four as soon as this uh, the season's over? Are yeah. you going to read the, all of them or just like stick with st- stick at book four? I think I'll stay a book ahead. Man, you got the willpower. I, yeah, of... <laughs> I've had my finger because it's got to get the harder button. as it goes on too. Well, well here the the truth of it is, I'm I'm waiting for it to come in from the library, <laughs> <laughs> and I have been unable to obtain it so far. Interesting. There's a huge wait list on. Oh, on you the don't say. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah. that's the thing. Like the, you can get anything at the Cincinnati Metro Library, but if it's popular, yeah, it might be waiting for a while. Uh, all right. Uh, so that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week on Wednesday night, at the same time that the episode drops for the penultimate episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. We'll be back next week. See you then. Uh, my name's Aaron. I'm Jim. Later.